This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Okay. So it's exciting and also such a household name that I'm kind of, I'm almost embarrassed to share it, but I'm (laughs) so obsessed with it that I have to mention. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters, where we discuss all things health and well-being to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. Hi, I'm Amy Sherman, a marketing exec with a passion for wellness and beauty. Hi, I'm Katie Chandler, a former fit model that has a passion for health and fitness. We are sisters-in-law who share the same love for well-being, ready to sift through all the self-care noise and bring you a splash of what we think is fun. So let's get started. In this week's episode, we sit down with celebrity makeup artist Lauren Miller. She has 20 plus years in the business, got her started in New York City, and has worked with celebrity giants like Jennifer Garner, Katy Perry, Linda Carter, and Amanda Peet. I really loved hearing about her background in growing up in the business in New York, being an actress, and then transitioning into theater makeup due to her love of skincare and makeup, and then transitioning into who she is today. So it was really interesting to hear that. And as well as getting all of her tips and amazing tricks on beauty. And I've already filled up my cart with lots of the things she recommended and currently trying them all. So enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's episode of Nirvana Sisters, Nirvana Sisters fam. We are here with celebrity makeup artist, Lauren Miller, and we cannot wait to talk to her We love all things skin and makeup, so we cannot wait to get all the tips and tricks. So, so excited. Thank you, Lauren, for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Yeah. So we are going to start out with our weekly Nirvana to talk about something this week that brought us joy. Katie. First of all, hi, Lauren. It's great to see you and talk to you. Let's see. My weekly Nirvana is probably happening right now. I mean, I'm on spring break with my family. We're in Nashville, Tennessee. And I think just being in this lively city, there's everywhere you go, there's live music, which is my husband's dream come true. I'm surprised he hasn't asked to move here. Um, (laughs) I know. I love it there. Yeah. But that's just, you know, it's been fun. It's been a great trip to do with the kids. We haven't had just a trip, the four of us in so many years, because we always do big family vacations, which is fantastic to be with all the cousins and everybody too. But just the four of us has been kind of fun. So what about you, Amy? Mine just happened as well. So my husband Stu and I's anniversary was earlier this week and it was on a Monday. So we decided we're going to go away for the weekend. So we just did like a quick overnight locally. We went to this amazing lunch yesterday and a vineyard and then slept out last night. My parents watched the kids. It was so nice just to like, we have not gotten away without the kids forever. So it was just nice to have a night away and just relax and hang out. I got a good massage. So yeah, that was my highlight of the week for sure. What about you, Lauren? Well, I actually had a long overdue girls trip with my youngest daughter, Leah. We, We went just, just around the corner to a hotel last night and we gave each other Manny's and petties. So fun. I have blue sparkles on. And we just, you know, curled up on the bed, watched some movies and just had some chill time. That's good to have one-on-one time too. So Lauren, let's get right into it. Let's let's hit you with our quick fire questions because I am super eager to hear everything. How did you start out in beauty and what attracted you to, to get into the field in the first place? Oh my goodness. Let's see. Where do I start? Well, from a really, really young age, I was definitely playing in my mom's makeup drawer. She was always 
a little bit of a product junkie. So I would play and paint my face, paint my sister's face and play with her makeup, you know, do makeup on her a couple times. But that kind of took me into just a love of all products and all things to do with beauty. And I started to do makeup in high school for some of like the community theater shows and at my high school. And I realized I was pretty good. I mean, I, at this point it was still a hobby and I actually went on to go to acting school. And while I was there, a couple of people noticed and asked me to design makeup for different shows. And so I started to work with some professional artists and really like experiment and play. And then while I was in college, I also freelanced for a couple of really big lines and, you know, did some retail. And then I just kind of got sick of doing this whole acting thing, like auditioning. And I kept like, I got a great job at Bergdorf Goodman and then another job at Bendel's in New York. And like, I was meeting really fun people. I was doing, you know, it was just so much fun. And I don't know, I just started, I just decided that that was kind of, I was an art minor as well. And I, you know, I had that art background. And so I kind of just went for it early on a couple of the lines that I, that I worked for, they trained me. I mean, this was a while ago. (laughs) I'm not going to say how old I am, but I've been doing it for a little while. So I got into it sort of through acting and then decided that I could you know, do make a living with it. That's really cool. And uh, like Bergdorf's and Bindles, what fun places to be working at too. Those stores were like the meccas. Yeah. Love it. It was great. It was so great. you have you have your own business then now at this point. And how long have you been working for yourself? Since I had kids, I once I got pregnant about like 11 years ago with my first, I decided that I really wanted to do this on my own. I wanted to do it on my terms. And so I started my own business and I kind of never looked back. I did take a, a little time when they were very tiny, maybe a few months with each, but otherwise I've just now worked for myself and really cultivated my client base. And it's just, I mean, it's so much fun. I, I've i had a chance to do just so many people, so many different you know mediums and it's just, it's been a ride, a fun ride. How do you cultivate your your client base? Then I mean, I would imagine starting your own company. It was it just people that you had worked with before. I mean, who were who were some people that you're working with? So I started out in New York. I had some. I was able to to start you know with some pretty awesome like high powered business execs who would come into the stores, and then I met you know a sprinkling of celebrities. Back a long time ago in New York, I, I met Amanda Pete. I was able to do her makeup very early on. I did lots of different, um, different, you know, newscasters. I won't even get into it. Some of them I worked. Well, let's not get political here. But I, I, did, a I did a lot of different people back in the day. Um, and then, you know, I moved when I moved to back to DC. So I'm originally from the Washington DC area. So I was in New York for like eight years. And when I moved back, I kind of, you know, I still had friends that would throw me clients when they would come to DC. I mean, Cara Diaguardi from American Idol used to come into town. Katy Perry, when she's in DC, um, I do her. I've done Jennifer Garner, Kamala Harris back in the day. I did. Wow. That's cool. Um, I did the first season of the Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, 
Oh, that's so well, funny. That could be a whole other episode. We'll have to hear yeah, about right? that. <laughs> I did some testing and, you know, I did fashion week a few times. And, and when I was, you know, when I was thinking I would go the editorial route, but when I moved to DC, I realized that, you know, the market was really for more local publications, events, and really training other artists. There are a lot of small, like small companies that do documentaries and things like that. And they don't necessarily have a budget for makeup artists to come on set every time. So sometimes I go in and I just train, you know, I just train people how to just make people camera ready. Mm. So it's, it's interesting. Like it really does my work. And I'm sure you guys notice I do not have a website. I have been doing makeup since when we had to lug a portfolio around. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. I remember those days. My short- But you do have Instagram. I have a little, a little on there, but (laughs) I guess that does show my age. Hopefully I don't look it, but I- You look 21. She looks so young, by the way, guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's all my good products. Um, So yeah, so I don't really have much of an online presence, but back to like, how do I cultivate my clients? It's been mostly word of mouth, word of mouth, um, you know, just supporting other people in the industry and we throw each other work. Um, And I think that's been pretty powerful, especially in DC for me. It really speaks to how talented you are. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool to hear your vast experience from, it sounds like fashion week to celebrity, to local, to everything in between. And so you clearly have like the full gamut, I'm sure of personalities and different looks. So that being said, give us some easy tips for day makeup to night makeup, because it seems like things are starting to ease up and we're going to be able to get out again. So would love to get your thoughts. Let's hope. Oh, and I, I should mention this. My main, the, my number one client who I've actually been working for full time for the last, since COVID started is um, Linda Carter, the OG Wonder Woman. Wow. Amazing. She's incredible. so cool. And I've learned so much from her. And her daughter, by the way, I recently saw on Instagram and looks exactly like her. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. She's, they're both gorgeous. Um, gorgeous. So I, I forgot to mention that very important client. Uh, (laughs) Back to day tips for makeup. Okay. So daytime, it's obviously so important to just have clean, fresh skin. You know, you don't never want to really look overdone unless it's for something specific. So I always recommend just making the skin look beautiful, making sure that you're exfoliating your skin, putting on a daily sunscreen. A lot of people will just use a really great tinted sunscreen that has a little silicone in it. And then, you know, dusting with like a brightening powder or something. I always recommend an eyelash curler. It lifts the eyes. It just preps the lashes for mascara, a couple coats of mascara. Don't ever forget your brows, especially these days. I feel like, I mean, there lots of people have great brows that they don't have to do much, but brows and especially like making sure that you fill them in properly, like on the ends that will just brighten up and lift your whole face. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. You both, both like touching our, we're looking we're at touching our eyebrows. Our eyebrows. <laughs> no, I don't, don't look at me now because I, I, I only put a little, but this is just an example right now of a re- really like five. Most people don't have more than five to eight minutes for makeup for every day. I don't like to do a ton of shimmer during the day, but you know, you can do 
Oftentimes I'll say, take your blush, all the high points of the face, including under your brows. And that just gives a really fresh everyday look, you know, a gloss or a, we're not really wearing much lip products. Let's, let's be real right now. We're all wearing masks, but a really pretty gloss or just um, dab of a lip stain. And I just really, I, I just love a clean face. You know, I never, never walk out of the house without concealer. That's also really key. I think especially right now, it's not really about like a heavy eyeshadow or a heavy look. It's like liner, lashes, fresh skin. I think we're just seeing this really sort of heightened heightened natural look is what I like to to say for most women looks the best. That's what I've always felt like like the the no makeup makeup look, right? Like yeah. just fresh faced and clean. But sometimes but, it's so hard to achieve if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. We'll ask you about later. <laughs> it's harder. I will say it's harder than a nighttime look. A smoky eye, I swear to everyone, is believe it or not a little easier. Makes sense. So is that how you would transition from your day? You would you would do the same day and then just add an eye and, and like some highlight, some shimmer or what, what would yeah, you do oftentimes there? Oftentimes I say, you know, take a blotting sheet or anything to kind of remove any excess oil that you might have. Or, you know, you can take a spritz of like a makeup spray if you just, it's just to reactivate. Some people like to spritz their face and then just take a fingertip to dab. And then, yeah, I would intensify the eye. Um, You can put maybe a liquid liner, maybe a little more lip color. I always like to reapply highlight above the, on the cupid's bow, right on the cheekbone and maybe a little extra bronzer for night. We have to say what the Cupid's bow is because I've never heard that term before. And I'm sure the listeners will be like, what is she talking about? That's a bow, that little bow right at the top of your top lip. Yeah. what? That's such a great term. I love it. But I've seen people highlight there and I've never done it, but that's a big one. You think it's a pretty important? It is. I learned that watching a pretty amazing um, photo shoot one in one of like the early years of doing makeup. And that is a place that you know, if there's a nice highlight there, it just gives this really fresh glow to the face. You know, everyone thinks about highlighting their cheekbones mm-hmm. or maybe under their brow, um, a little on the cupid's bow, sometimes a little in the center of the chin. And some people like to highlight also like the center above the eyebrows. I think it can look a little oily. So I say, keep it to the lips and cheekbones. But yeah, I mean, all the high points of the face. What we try to do with makeup is basically create more um, dimension to the face. So speaking of dimension on the face, talk to us about contouring, because I feel like with the invention of Instagram and social media in general, there's all these makeup tutorials on contouring. I have no idea how to do it. Like, why is it good? Is it hard to do? What's the deal? Oh my goodness. Contouring is such like that's the most asked question, I think. <laughs> and it's so it's scary because you see people who really go heavy. And I think for 95% of women, nobody's gonna contour like that on, on a daily basis. You know, if you have a very blown out light or you're sitting in front of um, a zoom and you really have boosted your your light around you, you can handle a lot of contour. 
or if you're on a red carpet, you know, or if you're, it's evening, con, uh, heavy contour is okay. But contouring is just trying to, again, create that 3D look with your face. Um, it's really great to slim the jawline. It's really good to m- make your cheeks look, you know, more pronounced or to, you know, narrow a wider nose or like a, a very tall forehead. But I'm really hesitant with most women. I tell most women do not use a cream contour unless you're using one of those sticks that's really sheer. A cream contour palette that you find and you can find them all over and like every makeup artist on YouTube has created one for Sephora. Those are so hard to work with. <laughs> if you want to venture, I actually used to teach I used to teach a workshop just on contouring back in the day when we all used to get together in person. I actually <laughs> So if you don't one. use cream then what do you use? So I like to just use a, a matte bronzer. Oh, interesting. With either an angled brush or a uh, more of a pointed brush that is kind of soft. And what you you want to sort of follow the outline of the face. So you go, I like to think of it as Chanel C's on the outside of the face. So from the forehead, a C down underneath the jawline, I mean, underneath the, the cheekbone, and then from the cheekbone underneath the jawline. So, mm-hmm. um, or a backwards three. Mm-hmm. So for, you want to think about all the places that you want to recede you're going to make darker. But here's a little trick. You never really want to contour with shimmery products. You want to contour with, like you can use a bronzer, but it should be a matte bronzer. And I actually have a favorite one that I love. It's Too Faced. It's called Chocolate Soleil. There are two different colors and it it, for, it smells amazing. But I love the fact that it it just... It has a sheerness to it and a blendability and there's no shimmer. I love like one of, I have a couple of Holy Grail bronzers that I use, but that's sort of for all over. If you want to contour with a bronzer, which is really easy to do, just get, you know, a really pretty, either a a deeper pressed powder, like that's deeper than your skin tone by a few shades or like a nice matte bronzer. And then you know, again, you just, you just want to avoid the highest points of the face when you're contouring. Okay. That's where you highlight. So you highlight high points and you contour low points. Or Do you always, when you're highlighting, use a shimmer? Or sometimes I've seen like matte that's lighter than your skin tone. Is that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But that you want to do with a creamy product because like a lot of people use a, a, a concealer that's a few shades lighter. And you see on YouTube all the time, people do like a triangle of light here and then here and here. It's just to give that illusion of like brightness on the skin. I know I have a friend who who did makeup for Oprah Winfrey several times and she was like, she would not leave the makeup chair unless she had, you know, a lot of highlight and all in the center of her face and mm-hmm. a lot of contour. But Everyone is different also. That's the, that's the other thing. It's not like one, one type of contouring works for everybody. But in general, every woman can use a little bit more depth underneath the cheekbone and underneath the jawline. I also, here's a big place, like right underneath your jaw between not your, you know, it's like that there's like this little triangle that never gets any sun. And if you contour this area right underneath the jaw, it lifts the whole face. And for a lot of women who might be heavier, it really like thins out the whole face. So that's a really good tip and trick. So that's cool. 
under the jawline, kind of towards the Adam's apple, but not lower than that. Yes. And if you right? notice, okay. if you look in the mirror, like you'll see your the sun really doesn't go there. So it tends to be lighter for most people. So that's like a really good place to bronze or contour and kind of get like a little bit of darkness in through here. Yeah, that's a good one. Cause right now my chin is literally like blending into that spot. <laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> You're going to try that later when you go out to dinner in Nashville. For sure. So you just mentioned Holy Grail bronzers and I love a good Holy Grail product. So can you tell us some of these bronzers that you love? Cause I am looking for a new one. I need oh to know God. this. Well, forever, forever, forever. I've been using Laguna and Casino. Same. Um, what is that? Mac? Uh, what NARS. brand? NARS. Oh, NARS. That's what I meant. NARS. Yeah. Yes. NARS. Um, Laguna is a little more golden and Casino has a little bit more of a red base. Mm-hmm. So Casino would be the darker version. Um, those two are amazing. I love also the NARS multiples. They're like, they have different bronzy colors as well. Those are great for someone who, there are lots of women who just don't want to use powder. Maybe they're like really dry or they just want something like they want to give a bronzy look, but a no makeup look. And you mm-hmm. can just take one of those bronzer sticks. There's so many colors, but they do have, they're kind of a, they just don't have a ton of shimmer and those are great to use. Um, mm. So those are like my holy grail. I feel like look, NARS does the best bronzers in the whole world. The Laguna, it has a little bit of shimmer. Is that okay to contour with or no? Not really, right? It's not. It's really more of that all over color. Yeah bronzer. Okay. It's not my favorite to contour with. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I also, I don't know how you feel about the um, NARS concealer, but I use the, I think it's called Radiant Creamy Concealer or something like that. That's NARS and I love it. Another holy grail. Ooh. I love that. <laughs> I'm on the right <laughs> track. Yeah. Nice. Someone recommended to me, I can't remember. And ever since I've gotten it, I'm like, it's so good. It's the best. It's the best. It just covers so much. You don't have to set it with a powder. And it comes in, you know, a little wand. And the color range is incredible. NARS is definitely up there. I mean, I did happen to travel with them for a bit. So I'm not biased or anything, but <laughs> um, no, I do. I think their products are amazing. And in particular, just like the color rate, like the range of colors is incredible. And it's just so, I don't know, it's easy to apply. So I have a question about lashes and it's kind of funny because I have the fake eyelashes that you put on my eyes last year. Oh my God. I have saved them. I'm like, I will try to reuse these. I don't know if it's sanitary. I don't know if I should. You can reuse them for sure. But I have no idea how to put them on. I have I have the glue. I have tried, and every time I'm just like, forget it. It's I, I I can't I cannot do it. What is the trick to getting fake eyelashes on? Okay, wow. I'm so that's that's so cute that you you saved them, and I'm so glad that you because you can reuse them. You just have to peel the glue off. Okay. Okay. So lashes, and I I actually this is one of those things. I mean, lots of people like to buy expensive lashes, and there are definitely great brands out there. I'm such a drugstore lash girl, um, Ardell or kiss. That's like in everybody in every professional makeup artist kit, you'll see those, those lashes, but you want to take the lash off and starting at the inner corner, you place it onto the lash without glue and just see where it, you know, see where your natural lash line ends. And then just make sure you trim off from the outside, any extra. Cause I think a lot of women try to put on a lash, but 
it's too big. And so it ends up, that's when it pokes either the inner corner or the outer. You can definitely wear a full lash, but you just want to make sure that it doesn't go even like a millimeter past where your natural lash line is. And I like to give a a little space on the inside. So once you do that, what I do is I take, and I feel like none of the listeners will be able to see all of my little hand movements, but I'll try (laughs) to explain. I I like to take either my pinky or my ring finger and I, 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 I stick the lash around my finger while I'm like getting ready to put it on. And what that does is it kind of breaks down the band so that it has a little more curl, like, Yeah, it's more malleable. Exactly. And then my biggest trick, well, I found a product called Ardell Quick Set. It's, um, or maybe it's Duo. No, it's Duo. Um, Instead of having that glue that's in the tube, I like the Quick Set because it just, you can work a little faster with it. And I take a fine liner brush. I actually draw the glue on my eye like an eyeliner. Hmm. as close to your lashes as you can get. Don't do the tail, ladies. Do not do the tail, but just right on top of the lashes. And then I press, I put the lashes in and you can actually take the side of a makeup brush or, you know, one of those like wooden sticks that you use on cuticles, like it's Mm -hmm. called an iron stick. Mm -hmm. And you literally kind of roll, roll the eyelid down and it just gives this little lift. And, it, and, and then I put mascara on to seal them both like your natural lashes to the lash, um, to the false lash. But I feel like putting the glue on as a liner, as opposed to trying to put them on the lash and then place. That's the Basically, trick. You know, it's, it's the, the glue's in the right place. Yeah. So. That's a really good way to do it. Cause you never see it being done that way. Do you know, um, the brand, well, speaking of the brand kiss, I also have these lashes that are magnetic from the brand kiss. Mm-hmm which I've used a few times, I find that they obviously don't stay on as well as like a real glue, but in a pinch, I, I, I think I heard about them on the breaking beauty podcast. I want to say, but they're pretty cool. Have you worked with those before the magnetic kind? A couple times. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, to me, they're a little like not heavy, but they don't necessarily like, like I can feel them. Right. The eyes. Whereas I think if you do really good, you know, false lashes with like the right amount of glue, you shouldn't really be able to feel them. So for me personally, and I've tried them and they like, they bug me a little, but I think in a pinch, they're great. I think if you can get used to, oh, and I always say curl your eyelashes before you apply false lashes, just because it gives that little, another like lift and kind of shelf for the lashes to go on. What is a good way to curl lashes? This is such a stupid question, but I never do it because I can never do it right. It doesn't work. And I've had like the same eyelash, like really good eyelash curler apparently, but like, I think I like do it wrong all the time. Do you like, do you lift it up or do you just hold it down? What do you do? I, so you want to make sure you tilt your head back when you're looking in the mirror and you get wiggle it while it's open. The, the curler like is almost to the, as, as far down as you can. I'm a big fan of, um, I think it's Kevin Aquan that eyelash curler. It just, and you should also replace it. Like it doesn't last forever, but you just want to, I like to just press. I don't like to move up the eyelash. Some people it's like a pumping motion. You want to press, 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 and then lift. You can do it another time, but 
for me, for my eye shape, and for most women, that will make the lash curl in, up into your your eyelid, and then it can get a little messy. So just really like lifting them from the base, just pump pump it, you know, a few times, maybe ten seconds. Okay, I'm gonna try that. That's a good one. Yeah, speaking good to know. of tools. How, all these different makeup brushes, right? I mean, I, I think I have three that I use for everything, which I feel like you're going to really frown on. But how how important are all of these different shapes and sizes of, of brushes? Okay. So it's so funny you should say that because most women use their hands to put on their makeup and like a few brushes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I know a lot of makeup artists who actually if their clients say it's okay, they're like, do you mind if I use my hands? Like it's just too many brushes are not necessary. Oh, that's good to know. What are the I brushes mean, you should have though? You like, what definitely the- want a big fluffy brush or like a big bronzer brush. So you want, you know, or a powder, something that you can really get a dusting of product with. I think everyone should have a blender brush for their eyes. Like a, it's like called a socket brush that has, you know, it's sort of a pointed, really soft, fluffy brush that you mm-hmm. can really work into the socket of the eye. Um, I think everyone should have a smudger brush. And that's like a really densely packed, thin brush that you can do some smudginess around the lash line. Um, for those who do like a powder, a powder um, brow, you know, you can like a, do a slanted brow brush that's really good. You know, an angled brow brush, that's really popular. But I feel like a good blush brush, a good powder or bronzer brush, and a couple of eye brushes. I have to tell you, like eyeshadow brushes are not that necessary. Like we can all kind of work with our fingers. I do want to ask you a question about the brushes because I find it's so hard to find a good blush and bronzer brush because So I love Hourglass and I love their brushes. They're so soft, but I find Mm -hmm. that it's like not big enough for what you're talking about, like a big bronzer brush. And then, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, I don't know. I just seem to, I've been looking for like a big bronzer brush and a blush brush and all the ones I try are good, but they're not great. I just, do you have any recommendations on brands or what they're called? Okay. So for travel and like, just for in general, to me, the best all around brushes are probably like Trish McAvoy. They're, they're really expensive, but they are really well-made. Most of them are natural. I think all these lines are coming out with all synthetic brushes, which are great. And like, I, I appreciate, you know, a good synthetic brush, but it's not going to give you the same kind of control uh, of product that like a good natural haired blush or bronzer brush will. Also natural hair is an- more antibacterial. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the synthetic brushes that we use, like I always tell people, it's the same thing with sponges. They get really dirty. So you just want to make sure you're cleaning them more often. But um, some other lines that I love, oh, Tom Ford has the most amazing blush brush. It's like fluffy and small and kind of gets right on the apples of the cheeks. And like you said, these are expensive, but if you're taking care of them, how long should, should they last? They should be in your arsenal for a while. Oh my goodness, like 10 years. I oh, mean, I have oh, wow. that are like 20 years old because I'm really good about taking care of them. So um, speaking of that, go into your, how, how do we take care of our brushes? Yeah. So for most people, I would say like, if you're using your brushes every day, you want to clean them every week. You don't really have to shampoo them or like wet them more than like once a month. 
you know, for some people, it's like very rare that you'll have to shampoo them, but there are like a few products that I love that you can just spray and brush out all the color. It's more of like a quick dry. And you can also for people who have like maybe not as many brushes and want to use different colors, that's a really good way. Like you're you're going out on a Saturday night and you have like, a, you're doing a really dark smoky eye, but the next day you want to use that same brush. So what is the line? It's called Anissa. A-N-I-A. Yeah, that's the one you told me about. It's really good. You like it? Yeah, I love it. But yeah, I'm not cleaning my brushes as often as I should. Guilty. <laughs> me either. <Yeah. laughs> so it's, and I always tell people any synthetic brushes, you can actually, you can wash just with shit. Like you should probably be washing those out like every few days. Like a foundation brush holds a ton of bacteria. It's kind of gross, but mm. yeah. Okay. And now when you say shampoo, am I using the shampoo that I'm using on my hair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, Anything that's... you can use on your hair, you know, or like they, I mean, Beauty Blender has a great liquid cleanser that actually works really well in brushes too. And, and Beauty Blender sponges. I always tell people, oh my gosh, if you're going to use sponges, which they're great, but you need to wash them like every couple days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they get gross. They yeah. Get I gross. use those sponges for my concealer and I think they're yeah. great. Yeah. They work really well. So it, your face, obviously, I mean, this is all very important. You're putting things on your face. You're, you know, all these brushes and makeup. And what are you doing to prep somebody's skin to like, if you have, you know, you're doing someone's makeup for an event or even just every day, is there a different, would you prep your skin differently for daytime versus like a nighttime event? Or is it all the same? Oftentimes, for daytime, I will do more of like, you know, an eye cream and everything. If I'm doing a really smoky eye on someone, sometimes too much oil around the eyes actually will make a whole mess of everything. So if you know you're going to do a smoky eye, or if you know you're going to an event where you don't want your makeup to run, you want to be actually really, really careful about not putting too much moisturizer or product right around the eye area. But yeah, I pretty much, other than the eye area, I do prep the skin the same way. I actually have, and I have to look at what brand they are, but like a, a good makeup wipe that has a little bit of exfoliation to it. So I like to prep someone's skin with that. And you know, I tell people, you can use, I mean, if you wash your face, great. But like if you're applying makeup and you've either been to the gym or you are reapplying or you're applying makeup later in the day, like you always want to make sure you've wiped your skin or washed your, your face. Serum is like so important because it goes right in and a really good moisturizer. I'm also really, really obsessed with this new product that I got from actually a local dermatologist and, um, it's called icon shade and it has a little silicone in it, but it's a full coverage sunscreen and it has like the prettiest tint. It like, I don't know, it just melts into the skin. And it's such a good, like people can use that instead of a foundation for every day. I like, I love it. I'm so obsessed. Oh, I have to look that up. Nice. So in terms of, so you, so you put all that on and then do you do a primer or anything like that? Or does that kind of take the place of a primer? I would say, okay, so here's the funny thing. Primers, I know that they're still sold, but most of the time, either your sunscreen or your foundation has that silicone in it. Most primers are silicone based and like, unless and, and that will hold your makeup on and kind of make minimize your pores, but too much of it can kind of like, I don't know, it just gets a little thick. I'm just like, I don't use a primer anymore. I mean, some people still love it. 
So then are, are we literally looking for silicone and the ingredients on our face creams and sunscreen? Yeah, that's, that's how I mean, we'll identify it? You don't have to, but yes, I think most foundations or sunscreens will have some form of silicone in them. They just do it. They kind of float on the skin. It, it just makes everything look really soft and natural. I don't, I wouldn't say you have to seek it out, but I mean, yes, if your if your foundation has um, a little bit of silicone in it, it's a great thing. <laughs> sort of a, makes your skin really pretty and smooth. Oh, I also, this is a big thing. Ladies, if you are puffy at all, I'm a big fan of Preparation H. We just oh. talked about this, the Hemorrhoid Cream. <laughs> yes. We just talked about this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're the eyes, right? I've even, I've actually even placed it on women to like tighten up their jawline oh, and like the skin under here. Wow. Okay. That's a good Try, one. That's a good hack. Right and true hack. Yep. I've done that yep. under the eyes before years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So you, you know, you put that on or they have like, I, I often put like little eye patches, you know, underneath the eyes to kind of shrink the skin and prep it for, you know, for makeup. But it's so, oh, and a good lip balm, of course. I put that on my clients like long before, like when they, right when they sit down. What's um, a good lip balm that you like? Wow. There are so many. Um, Bobby Brown actually makes a great one that soaks right in. Um, I like it because it doesn't get too oily. But for myself, I often use like a lip oil mm. because I find that it's just, I don't know, it gives a really pretty glow. And oftentimes I don't top it with a, with a lipstick. Yeah. It sounds so moisturizing too. I know. I don't even know that I've ever seen a lip oil. I've seen a balm and a chapstick and a gloss and a lipstick, yeah, but not an oil. New, lip oils are like the new, like all the rage. Um, What's your YS, favorite? YSL has some, oh, I still, I love NARS. I love the NARS lip oil. There's so many pretty colors, um, but they just, oh, and also, and they they kind of give that like just bitten lip look because they're sheer, but then they have a punch of color. So I'm a big fan of lip oils, but yeah, prepping, you know, your skin is key, key to putting makeup on. Okay. So speaking of prep, dark circles under the eyes, how is, I mean, other than concealer, is there a good eye cream that you recommend or any sort of thing in that area to help with under our, under eye dark circles? Any eye cream with caffeine is going to be like a really good pick me up. And also a lot of eye creams have a little bit of mica in them or like silica that just, it gives this sheen to, to, to under the eyes that really minimizes. And I'm also a huge fan of color correcting. So a lot of women who have like that purpley blue under their eyes, you can use like a salmon tone or even like, um, like I have an Indian client who has, I, I use, it's almost like a deep pink tone. Hmm. that I put under the eyes and it takes away any of that blue and purple. And then I wait and go, then I go in with the concealer. So it's kind of two products. It's an extra step, but it, so it is really- an eye cream. That's a specific color or it's a, um, it's like a concealer, but it's okay. just a little bit, I, a lot of companies call it like an eye brightener, okay. but it's just, look for like a salmon tone, basically like a salmony pinky tone. And okay. that just really brightens diffuses any darkness. I also tell people, a lot of people think that under their eyes is like the only place to conceal, but really the inner corner and right at the outer corner, those two places also, if you make sure to use your concealer, it's it helps so, so much. 
Oh, that's a good tip. Right. And then in terms of the eye cream with caffeine, I've heard that before. Do you have any good brands of eye creams that you would recommend? Actually, you know, Clinique makes like an amazing, I think it's like Pepstart or something that that one is like pretty affordable and really, really good. I just All found one that I love. Oh yeah. Which one? Yeah. The Cote, Cote Am I saying that right? They I love Cote products. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I actually, I, I love so many of their products. I love their oil cleanser. Oh, I haven't tried that. It's really I good. Know. I think it's called Fino Perfect and their Radiance Serum. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It actually really works. Like it, it really, it fades dark spots. So I'm a huge fan. Oh, I need to try both of these things. Okay. So speaking then transitioning into skincare, best ways to wash your skin clean, just any tips on that. And then also I keep hearing about double cleansing and I don't really know what that means. So would love to hear your okay. thoughts on both. <laughs> so for most women who wear, you know, a good amount of makeup, double cleansing is really key because your first cleanse is going to be removing your makeup. And then the second one is really to go in and really clean out the pores. So oftentimes for people who want to double cleanse, I say, use a wipe to remove your makeup and then use a cleanser for your skin. I see. So um, it's two different types of things that you're using. You're not just washing your face twice. Well, I mean, some people will use the same, the same cleanser and do it twice. I just find it's so much more effective. Like I, I always have wipes and then I like an oil cleanser. Some people like a foaming cleanser, but an oil cleanser, like oil breaks down oil. So any makeup that you have on will be removed. And, you know, most of the oil cleansers out there are non-comedogenic. So they're not going to like clog your pores or leave you looking slick. Even, you know, as some dermatologist friends that I have recommend like oil cleansers for all skin types. So I'm a, I'm a really big fan. And we just spoke of Caudalie. That's a, that's such a good product, you know, no parabens. I am not necessarily like a, I love clean products, but sometimes I find that some of the newer products that are really clean, like they sacrifice maybe some performance and wear in terms of the makeup. So Interesting. Or the longevity of, you know, or the color range. Or, so I try to find like a happy balance in my personal makeup and in my kit of, of clean products that don't have a ton of yucky stuff in there, but like products that also really work well. And yeah. Last. And last. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of this double cleansing and taking your makeup off, I recently got a product called the Makeup Eraser. Have you used this? It's so great. I, I love it. I use it every day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. I, I recently discovered it and I was like, this is the most amazing thing. Cause I hate using the wipes. I feel like it's so wasteful and I just don't like the way that they feel. And this makeup eraser for everyone listening, it's, it's almost like a washcloth, but it's super, super soft and you just wet it and it takes off your makeup. I mean, I, I have been just using that lately and just doing it a couple of times with so. No, I love the makeup eraser. It's so, it's a great tool. I actually use it. I use it to get like the tail end of my makeup off, but some people do use it for everything. It's great because you, it kind of exfoliates your skin, but I don't, I should trust it more to take off everything. <laughs> I just really use it as like, I'll take it either if I don't want to use the wipes or I'm traveling or just for the remnants of, of eye makeup. Like, really yeah, it's really good for eye makeup because I, that was the one thing that always bothers me using the, the wipes for my eyes. Cause I feel like it's very like harsh and wearing and the makeup eraser is just softer and it takes it off quicker and it just 
feels better. But yeah, I'll use that. And then I'll use, I'll put soap or oil cleanser on it. And then I'll just kind of continue to do it. But that's a good one. I'm glad, I'm glad you know that. Okay. I feel like I'm in the know now. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely in the know for sure. So give us a couple of your favorite skincare products or favorite makeup brands. I know you've kind of talked about them, but your holy grails, like what are your, you know, top five or something that you cannot live without? Holy grails. Definitely NARS Radiant Creamy Concealer for sure. That so we good. I love L'Oreal 24-Hour Voluminous Collagen Mascara. I'm sure you both, like I put, I, I put it on both of you the last time I, I did your oh, I think I remember that. Yes. Yes. Bobbi Brown Maui. It's called an illuminating bronzer, but it's like the best blush color in the world for a variety of skin tones. Mm. I love it. It has like this fleck of like gold in it, but it's like, I don't know, it's just the prettiest pink and it really brightens like so many different complexions. I love it. That's a holy grail. Kevin Aquan eyelash curler. I love. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys a secret. (laughs) It's like my QVC guilty pleasure. And it's so great for body makeup. It's called Westmore Beauty and it comes in a purple tube and it's this transfer resistant body makeup. I am a huge, huge fan of. And I will tell you this, a world-renowned makeup artist who is known for body makeup. She did um, Demi Moore's body suit that was painted on her for Vanity Fair all those years ago. I just worked with her last week on a photo shoot and she was obsessed with it. Ooh, (laughs) that's great. (laughs) And this is a QVC find? I think I got it on QVC. That's amazing. I love it. That's great. I now have have several makeup artists all across the country using this for their clients. Um, So, you know, if you have have pale legs and haven't been on vacation as I have not, it's such a great product to like bronze the decollete, the, you know, the legs, the arms. I'm, I have occasionally used it on the face, but beware, you have to work quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then the last thing I want to ask you is how do we get the dewy fresh face look? I know we talked about it before. I just feel like it's so hard to achieve. It's either like you're wearing no makeup or you're wearing too much. Like how do you get that perfect dewy fresh face look? Okay. So I mentioned, first of all, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Like always before makeup, you want to use a concealer, um, a serum and a moisturizer. And then I love... I love using like a really good tinted moisture, a tinted sunscreen, sorry. And then I use concealer and either a cream blush or powder brush, but most of the time I don't use a powder. You're going to have a fresher look if you don't use a ton of powder-based products. Now in the areas that you need, sure, use a powder, but for the most part, like you can just, you want to use your powder or dry products really sparingly. And then another key thing is like, there are so many brands that have like, uh, like Armani has a great bronzer. It's a liquid that you can actually mix in with your foundation or your moisturizer. And Mm. it has a little glow to it. So I love like for that really dewy, fresh look, like take a pump of that and a pump of your like tinted sunscreen or your foundation and mix it together. And it just Usually it has a peachy glow to it and it just gives a really fresh look. Oh, that's nice. And then you use cream blush then as well? Oftentimes I do. There are a couple of different lines, Um, but yeah, a cream blush or one of those sticks 
Actually, Fenty Beauty makes a bunch of different sticks that I'm obsessed with. And they will just give that natural flush look like you just took a run or, I mean, I think the key to dewy skin is not to overdo it with product, but to make sure that you're just really well hydrated and that you only again have powder. Like I often tell people that T-zone of the face, you can dust powder on, but leave your cheeks fresh. That's a really, that's a key way to, to keep it dewy. Speaking of like fresh and keeping it dewy and bright, you actually introduced me to a product that I'm obsessed with and it's the eye drops, the, the Lumify. Is that? Yeah. Like I used to only use eye drops when I needed them, but Lumify, I literally use every day, once or twice a day, just because it's, it brightens you up so much. I feel like it's such a great eye drop. It's such a good product. Aren't they amazing? We, uh, so many makeup artists I knew used to have these blue eye drops that were from Europe. And I don't think they were like legal in the States. So scary. <laughs> they were scary. And if they, and if you got them out of your eye, they would like leave a, like a blue tear drip on your face. <laughs> so when I discovered Lumify, the draw, they're so amazing. Yeah. So having like clear white, bright eyes is so huge. Oh, another key thing for a fresh look, I always take a white or a flesh tone pencil on the, on the lower lash, like inner rim on the waterline. And that with some mascara gives a really pretty, just like fresh, natural look. Nice. Fantastic tips. This is so exciting. I feel like I'm going to go buy all these new products and have a fully, like a new face. Yeah. Like I I need to like (laughs) add these to my card immediately. Oh, and I just discovered e.l.f. I know everyone uses it, but I had not used it. Like the e.l.f. eyebrow pencil that's $2 from... Walgreens or CBS. I, I saw that on TikTok the other day. Yeah. Well, it's actually good. I mean, oftentimes I try new products and that are all the rage and I'm like, huh, what's this all about? I'm not that into it, but this one I, I do like. I like nice. it. Nice. Okay. So we're going to get into a wrap session and ask you a couple quick questions. Okay. So moving on, you talked about a lot of your favorite makeup and hacks and different things, but what is your favorite either wellness or beauty hack? I gave up alcohol. Wow. wow. As she's drinking her champagne. As I'm having a drink. <laughs> In moderation, it's fine. No, for, um, I just, it's completely changed my skin. It's like wow. my poor, I just think in general, like moderating, you know, caffeine and alcohol, because those two things just really do damage to the skin. So good to I know I've yeah. been seeing a lot of people talking about giving up alcohol. I don't know if I'm there yet, but <laughs> I have heard. Or maybe just a case. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, also, and you've heard of like wine face and everything. Have you heard of that? Like you, oh. after you've had a couple glasses of wine, you're totally inflamed. Like your skin is blotchy. I, I, I for sure get wine face if I've had a few. So I've yeah. never heard that. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah, for you, Lauren. Like, yeah. We shall see. Um, but also I'm really, I'm a huge fan of like rolling, you know, like made roller on the skin. I just think that when you can increase circulation on your skin, like it really, really helps. It helps like with firmness. And I don't think you necessarily see it right away, but over like the first few months I started to, you know, like I'd apply either an, a face oil or a really good serum and roll, you know, my skin. And there are definitely lots of tutorials on how to go about doing that. But I just found 
that my skin, I don't know, it just felt firmer. And I think like the product goes in better. I've so used the roller. I definitely notice the difference when I use it. All right. So this one, we call this our five minute flow. You just got out of the shower and dried off and all of a sudden Uber alerts you and they're five minutes away. What are you doing to quickly get ready? What holy grails are you throwing on to just get out the door and get in that Uber on time? Okay. A drop of Lumify eye drops in each eye, a little concealer, eyelash curler, a coat of mascara, (laughs) dust all of my high points of my face with blush and a lip gloss. Boom. Great. Yep. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. And how do you maintain your daily nirvana? I actually, I really love, I love, like I do some essential oils, like after I do my skincare, but my skincare and like the washing my face and prepping my face, it's like my time. I don't like to have anybody else in my bathroom when I'm doing that. I just think it's so key. Even if I take two minutes, I don't know. It's like starting my day, you know? Yeah. And it's relaxing and it's as essential as like, you know, then I'll go and reach for my cup of coffee, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) nice. But for me, yeah, I really just, I think it's so important to take care of the skin, you know, and even if it's as little as on a no makeup day, putting a little concealer on like, or even if it's a little lip gloss that just makes me feel good and like I can kind of get through the day. So definitely having clean skin and just doing my little beauty ritual, um, which is usually only about five minutes, but I don't know. It just makes me feel good. Like it's really, it's like my time. Totally. That's great. Yeah. There's no surprise that as a makeup artist, your nirvana would be that like just a couple of minutes to tend to your own face because you're so busy tending to everyone else's all the time. So yeah, that's, that's, that's lovely. Exactly. Okay. So listeners, we are super excited because Lauren is going to give us a product review and we don't know what it is. And we are very excited to hear what she's going to review for us today. Okay. So it's exciting and also such a household name that I'm kind of, I'm almost embarrassed to share it, but I'm (laughs) so obsessed with it that I have to mention. Okay, here we go. I picked up this little gem at Walgreens the other day. It's Cetaphil Healthy Glow Daily Cream, and it has hyaluronic acid in it, which for all of you listening, I know has probably been mentioned several times. It's like really plumps up the skin and hydrates without a ton of oil. This is like the most amazing cream, and I'm very sensitive. And I recently had like... I do, don't tell, a little laser. every uh, Twice a year, I do IPL and Fraxel Clear and Brilliant Laser. And so after I have that done, my skin is super, super fragile. And so I, I got this to use and I just, I'm like obsessed with the texture. The smell is so good. And it's Cetaphil. It was like so cheap. That is That's awesome. amazing. Yeah, I, I love I'm that. I'm telling you, I have been buying a lot of expensive face creams for a very long time. And I was so pleasantly surprised by this product. I can't even. I'm going to get it. I love a good drugstore. I drugs, all these new, not even new, but all these brands that are tried and true brands are coming out with such good products that you can get in drugstores. I love it. I mean, I love, I'm going to go get that moisturizer because I need a new moisturizer. I'm going to try it. It looks great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Everything makes me break out and this does not at all. 
So I was and say it again. It's the Cetaphil. It's Cetaphil Deep Hydration Healthy Glow Daily Cream. Nice. The most yeah. unexpected little gem that I found the other day. So I'm so excited. Love That's it. A great one. Thank you Absolutely. for giving us a product review. Okay. So in closing out today's show, our mantra is intelligence will never stop being beautiful. So I know we talked about outward beauty today, but it's the most important to have that inward beauty and confidence. So closing out with that. And that. thank you so much, Lauren, for being on the pod. It was, I, I need to like have you as a recurring beauty editor guest because I love getting into all these products and all these tips. I think it's so helpful for the listeners and so fun to hear all this great stuff from the source. So thank you so much. Yeah, Lauren, thank you. Thank you. And I want to say one quick thing if I have time. If there of course. Is. Of course. Um, so the one thing that really drew me to makeup and being becoming a makeup artist is to see women really shine. Like once they have their face of makeup on, like they, they their inner confidence really glows. So I, it just, yes, we talk about all things about our face and outward beauty, but it really is to me, makeup allows you know, people to just feel like the best version of themselves. Um, and so I think it's really important to remember that for sure. That's beautiful. That's so yeah, true. I love that. Thank that's you for so true. And you that. get to witness that every day. And that's so great. It's cool. Very cool. All right. Well, thank that's you so happening. much. Thank great. you. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye.